Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Empowerment Place. <clears throat> this is your host. Well, both hosts are here tonight. Uh, this is Valerie Burrell with my husband. Amen. Of the Empowerment Place, we are grateful and thankful to each of you for being with us on tonight. We are excited as we have with us tonight a wonderful woman of God, my sister from a from that great mister, amen, Sandra Riggs. <laughs> Sandra, thank you so much for being with us on tonight. Thank you. I'm so glad that uh, you and your husband have had me on this show. I, I just appreciate it so much. Oh, we, we are excited. Broadcast. We're excited that you're here. Um, excited for what you're going to share. Sandra and I had had a conversation about a month ago or, or so, um, and she was sharing with me what the Holy Spirit had um, given her concerning the spirit of war. And we talked about it a little bit, and I said, you know what, Sandra? Maybe you need to bring this on the air and have this dialogue and share this with our listening audience. And so I'm going to turn it over to her now. She is an anointed woman of God. She is an intercessor. Um, I, I believe that in this season the Lord has downloaded and continues to download strategy to her to aid those who are dealing with spiritual warfare. And tonight she's just going to help us a little bit with that. So, Sandra, I'm going to turn it over to you now to be led by the Spirit of God. Listeners, I thank you so much for calling in. If towards the end of the show you you have a question or comment, we welcome you to press 1 and to ask those questions at that time. Sandra, I turn it over to you. Amen? Okay, amen. Before I talk about the Spirit of War, I just want to tell you a little bit about my life. Um, I had a demon pounded on my chest, I guess it's back in 1987, and um, I was newly saved, and it came in, and when it did, the Lord came to me in a mighty wind, and he said, this is how you'll know my will. Well, being a brand new Christian, that just scared me to death. I didn't know what this was all about. But he took me through a series of things that I'm just now, over all of these years, learning what he did. I never understood it until these, well, maybe the last year or so um, into this, I've figured out what he's doing. He took me to a place where children or anybody who maybe were molested or abused had a demon in them and brought me through how to get through this, how to um, actually everything in my mind that I knew of church was wiped away. I had to start all over like somebody you would minister to would know nothing of the Lord. I had to start from scratch and work my way up to all of this and memorizing scripture and going to church and Bible study and learning about my thoughts, just so much stuff, just I could write a book and probably I should make a book so that others after me could run with it. But anyway, I have been through a lot of experiences with that and um, dealt with it a lot in my family, which this is where this spirit of war come from. My daughter and I had been out to a restaurant to eat And a member of my family, which I won't say who it was, he and his wife came to eat with us. Well, all during the years, 
this young man had grew up, he was a troubled young man, had a lot of problems in life. And every Christmas, and I know that you all, if you're listening, you've probably got somebody in your family that has done this. You've probably been through this, but they cause havoc. Every Christmas was ruined. I would usually cry every Christmas. I would probably get mad and angry and fuss every Christmas, every holiday, every time there was a gathering. This would happen. Well, this young man now is a young man. He's married, like 26, 27. And he came to this restaurant with us, came and visited us, and he and his wife. And he was sitting there, and all of a sudden, here he goes. He gets real loud. Oh, he's boisterous, he's fussing, he's cussing, he's screaming, he's going to do this, he's going to murder this one, and on and on and on and on and on. And I was sitting there, and I was, you know, after learning all these things that I've learned myself, I was just kind of listening to him and watching him. This man was having a big-time problem with his emotions and, and everything about him. He was just blowing up over nothing. And I was sitting there, and just out of my mouth, Holy Ghost did this just blood of Jesus and that's all that's all that I said blood of Jesus and he up and he was gone it was like he flew out of there I didn't even see him when he left I mean it's like he was gone well God began to teach me you know about how powerful the blood is you know a lot of us we hear about the blood but we don't know the power that's in the blood of Jesus so God began to show me this and to show me this man's life and um his mother was with me, and she went out to the car. He didn't know what happened. He was sitting out in the car, and he said, what just happened? What did she do to me? And he was scared. And she began to talk to him, and we opened up to him. You know, this is a spirit. It's been in your life for a long time. You need to be aware of this. And you need to see what it's doing to you in your life. And I begin to talk to him about this. And we've been having some conversations over this. He's beginning to understand a few things in his life now, what's going on. But anyway, this demon talks to him. Now, this is where this comes in, the spirit of war. It told him its name. All of these years, we had dealt with this boy doing all these things. I mean, he's took the car and just run it you know, before he was even able to drive, just all kinds of craziness and fights and picks, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Makes you nervous and upset and you lose your religion over it. I don't know if any of y'all have done that or not, but I've gotten really angry and mad at him. And God has been teaching me his compassion and his love, but this thing is called a spirit of war. He said that was what it told him its name was. I can see it now. After I begin to pray over this, you can see it in the government. You can see it setting up there, um, what it does. I'm going to read down some things that I wrote down, what I've seen him do. And then you can see it in the world. You can see it in your family. You can see it all around. I've never heard this before, but it came straight from one who knows this spirit and has talked to this spirit. Okay, he breaks promises, he's deceitful, he's selfish, he's a liar, talks nonstop, argues, curses you, uh, disagrees with almost everything you say. Uh, he accuses you of everything and everyone else. He taunts you. And as I was reading these off and writing them down, I was thinking of Goliath. 
you know, what did he do? He taunted, you know, the, the Israelite people, and he threatened them. Well, this boy did the same thing. Stirs up trouble everywhere he goes, can't keep a job, fights, spreads rumors, threatens he's going to murder somebody. He's loud. He's raging, even in the public places. And, you know, I begin to think on that. And this person, well, he's pretty much in my family. He's been around all my life. And I worried about this boy. I love him. And when you see these people out and you see them in your family, I don't know if any of the rest of you have had things like this happen in your home or not. It's very hard to deal with. But you know what? God has said you're going to have to love them. And our pastor was talking to us one day, and I'll have to give him credit for this. He said, you're going to have to pray for grace to love the unlovable. And you know what? We pray wrong sometimes. We pray curses on people sometimes. And God expects us to love them. And um, I was thinking also on this war spirit. The opposite of war is peace. That thing has no peace. That boy has no peace. He's he's a mess. He's been back and forth to doctors. They're on all this medicine. I mean, you can see what comes out of them is what's inside of them. That's horrible. If we don't have the peace of Jesus Christ living inside of us, then we are worrying there's something bad wrong, and we need to do some repenting, and we need to get back to the Lord and say, God, where have I messed up with this? Because he gives us some instructions on this thing. And he was showing me how um, uh, Jesus, he, he's Jehovah Shalom, he's our peace. And he expects us to, you know, keep the peace. And the Bible says in Isaiah 26 and 3 that if um, your heart is fixed on trusting in Jesus, it's kept in peace. It's not a heart of, of a fear. And I've battled that too with this. It's totally against the mind of Christ if you are even troubled in your heart or, you know, in troublesome times. We're not supposed to even be troubled in troublesome times. Our heart and our mind and our focus is to be fixed upon our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ at all times. But, you know, you look and you see all of these things in the world, and this is where you see that spirit of war. I'd never heard it before, but now my eyes are open to see it. And now we know how to pray. We know what it is. We know what's coming against our country, our presidents, in our government, in our schools. And that's what it is. It's a spirit of war. It steals your peace. Anything that, that, that is of God, it wants to steal and it wants to take away. There's no need. There's no peace in a person um, within their spirit. Just think about what comes out of them. You might have a family member. Just just think about them. And sometimes I know this one. I've even kicked him out of my house. I've told him to leave. I've told him not to contact me anymore. But that's not what Jesus wants. We have to learn how to deal with this and be mature Christians. You know, God give me... Um, I, this was one of the least... Um, Places that I wanted to read, but this is the one God told me to read. It's in Acts 24. It's where Paul was tried before Felix. 
and I'll read a little bit of it. You can see what's going on here with Paul. This is the one the Lord gave me, but you know, Jesus was accused of all that stuff. There was David and Goliath. There was Nehemiah. I mean, all through the Bible, you can go back and you can look what Samballot did um, to Nehemiah and and all the rumors and stuff that he threw at the Israelite people to cause them to fear and be afraid. Actually, I think they built that wall, didn't they? Have their swords on their side while some of them worked. And um, I mean, it's just so much you can just get in there and you can read it and you can see it now. But in Acts 24, it says, After five days, Ananias, the high priest, descended with the elders and with a certain orator named Tertorus who informed the governor against Paul. And when he had called forth to Taurus, he began to accuse him, saying, See that by thee we enjoy great quietness, and that very worthy deeds are done unto this nation by the province. We accept it always and in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness. Notwithstanding that I be not further tedious, unto thee I pray thee that thou would hear us and thy clemency a few words for we have found this man a pestilent fellow and a mover of seditions among all the Jews throughout the world and a ringleader of a sect of the Nazarenes who also hath gone about to profane the temple whom we look and would have judged according to our law but the chief captain, Lysus, came upon us and with great violence took him out of our hands. Well, they were accusers. They were, they were accusing him just like Satan does when he goes to heaven to Jesus and he accuses the brethren night and day. This is what this is. It's just the spirit of war. It's just always trying to something to steal your peace. But, you know, Paul, if you go on and read this, Paul just stood up and he just, you know, said, well, none of them found anything against me. You know, they never found me in the temple disputing with any man, neither raising up the people or riling up the people, neither in the synagogues nor in the city, neither can they prove the things whereof they now accuse me. You know, I see this in our government. They do this with Donald Trump all the time. And, you know, it's nothing but a spirit of war. And we need to go to battle with this spirit of war now that we know what it is and, and how to combat it. We've called it everything under the sun. And this, is a, this came from the mouth of a demon. This was not a made-up spirit. This was not something that, you know, like Jezebel, where they call her a Jezebel spirit because things she did, so they just made a name for it. This is the name of that spirit. It's called the spirit of war. And I'll tell you what. It has really opened my eyes up to some things on how to pray. But uh, I tell you, I about lost my religion over this one. I'm just going to be honest. This one is very, very, very hard. <laughs> Good Lord. Very, very, very hard. But, you know, Goodness. in the church today, huh? Go ahead. No, I'm just listening. It almost caused you to lose your religion. <laughs> I'm telling you, this one is a hard one because I have battled this one for years. I'm so glad that it gave us a name. 
I'm so glad and I'm so thankful that we can look and we can see now and we can call out this thing for what it is and we can pray against it and we can ask these blinders Uh to be taken off these people's eyes and their ears unstopped and take away these hearts of stone and pray that God will go in and heal them. Because I know this boy, he's been molested. I know that when he was young, some younger kids. Uh-huh. You know, there's been a lot of things that causes this to rise up in these people, and they get angry and they get bitter. And we need to be able to pray against this stuff and pray that God will heal them somehow. But um, let's see, where am I now? Okay, well, God was telling us to love our enemies. That was in Matthew 5 and 44. This is very hard to love your enemies. Because I've got several in my family, <laughs> several that I just despise what they do. But you know what? It's it's so hard. I've ha- I, I myself, I'm just going to be raw here. I've had to repent uh-huh. of murder. I've uh-huh. had to repent of unforgiveness. I've had uh-huh. to repent over some guilt that I've had a hard time letting go of. And I tell you, we we have to watch ourselves as Christians if we we if we can't love our enemies. We're just right. going to have a hard time. That's all. We're just going to have to learn to love and ask for grace to love. But anyway, Matthew 5 and 44 says, But I tell you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. How easy is that? I've had that done to me, and it makes me want to roll up and say, <laughs> Okay, you do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who mistreat you and persecute you. Now, that's hard because what do we want to do? We want to shove them out the door and say, I don't want to see you no more. I don't want no part of you. And instead, how are we showing them the love of God? How are they ever going to get free from this? I asked the Lord one time, I said, why do we love have to love our enemies? He said, because nobody else is going to love them. You're my children. Uh-huh. And we are uh-huh. to obey him. We are to obey our Lord. Are we doing that? Are we doing that with our family? I've really had a hard time with this young man. I mean, really, the way he's treated his mother, the way he's treated me, I'm his grandma. Um, here I am telling stuff. But anyway, it's I've had a really, really hard time with that. We all can pray for him now. <laughs> oh, but Lord. Can, well, God can I, is... Can I just um, can I ask a question? I I, yeah. I, I hear you. I, I I hear you, and you you talk about how often it's challenging for us. Um, and yeah. this is believers and non-believers the same. It's challenging yeah. for us to love the unlovable. It's it's hard, challenging yeah. for us to love those who've done all manners of evil against us. It's it's challenging yeah. for us. But you know what? The challenge may have been at one time, but because of who we are in God and because of the protective work that Jesus has done for us, I need the listeners to understand that when she's saying it's hard, yeah, there are times that it's challenging, but when we begin to understand who we are in God and the work that God has done in us, because he loved us so much so that he gave his only begotten son, that we can translate that same love that God had for us we translate that love to those who are unlovable. We translate that love to those who've done all manners of evil against us. We translate yeah. that love to those who want to do us harm. And so even even when our flesh would want us to act out 
And even when our flesh would want to reject what it is the Spirit of God is saying, because of who we are, we honor what the Spirit of God is saying. We honor what the Holy Spirit is saying. And we do that because we are accountable for our own work when we come before the Lord. Yes, Amen. we are. Yes. Well, you know, in our in our church service today, our pastor was um, teaching on his presence. He said, you know what? He said, if you don't get up in the morning and you don't have your um, prayer time with the Lord and you don't have your fellowship with him and get into his presence, he said, you're not going to be able to do nothing. And he's telling the truth because there's been times when I have been so busy I haven't done that. And you fall when you don't do that. But if we've got the presence of the Lord upon us, I remember Moses saying, Lord, don't send us. You know, if your presence don't go with us, don't send us. And, you know, we should be the same way. We need to get up every morning and, and put our clothes on, you know, or, or um, what she was speaking yeah. there a yeah. minute ago. We need to put our armor on in Ephesians. Uh, yes. What is that? That's Ephesians 6, isn't it? We need to get up every day and we need to put it on. But, yeah, I'm treating him better now. I'm loving him. Um, I'm just telling how that it was and how I've learned this and yeah. how it is yeah. in the world. And um, my heart has changed towards him because, I begin to see his need. I begin to see his heart. I mean, he walks out of this mess. He's scared. Amen. They get scared of Amen. the spirits that's in them. And because, you well, know, if they've had a relationship to talk with a demon, they're going to be so confused when God begins to talk to them. I done been through that one. It's hard to know, yeah. is this God or is this the devil? Because I done been through that one. And it's going to be hard to yeah, teach I, these, these yeah. um, young people. Um, and, and again, it the the thing the thing with that is for me is relational. When when yes, you when is. you're ready and willing to build a relationship with Christ, um, and yes. then uh, with that relationship to begin to rely on the Holy Spirit for guidance, knowing that the Holy Spirit has been given to us to guide us in truth, to be an advocate, um, and and you know a counselor and all those things. When we're able to build a relationship, then we're able to receive the insight we need for deliverance. And and I know yeah. that um, working with children, adults, and elderly, in, in, in the whole spectrum, in the body of yeah. Christ, all of it is relational. Because the same way that you and I have been able to build a relationship out of, mm-hmm. out of a God moment, that same thing can happen with any individual when they connect with the spirit of God. It is to transform them. And the word says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you're at a place where enough is enough and you're tired of listening to all the wrong voices and doing all the wrong things, then you will begin to position yourself, to posture yourself even, to be in a place where you think, okay, God, you know what? Enough is enough. I need to be transformed. I need you to create in me a clean heart and renew the right yeah. spirit in me. God, if I've got to go back and do the first works over again, then let me go back to the beginning and wash me over again in your precious blood. You talked about the power of the blood in the beginning. When we've been blood washed, because we've been born with the, we've been, we've been saved with the sacrificial price by Jesus. When we understand that and begin to build on that knowledge and that power and that strength, then that's what will allow us to say, Father, 
I come to you now because I know I can't do this on my own. So, God, now I'm ready to receive that clean heart. Now I'm ready to receive that right mind. Now I'm ready to be regenerated according to your plan and purpose for my life. And when I get to that place, then I can start seeing the man. Then I don't have to worry about listening to the wrong voices because any other voice besides the voice of God, I will not even recognize. Amen. Because I've been made new in him. And so for anybody that's well, listening on tonight, if you've dealt with, if you've dealt with any contrary yeah. spirit, there is a way. There is a way out. There is a way out. And, and I'm I'm so grateful that you're sharing, Sandra, because you talk about this. And, and what this lets us know is that when any individual is being tormented, it doesn't just affect the person that's being tormented, but it affects that's people right. that are connected to that person. Yeah. It affects more well, than just that one person. It affects the body. Yes, it does. And I think I said this in our teaching this morning. When somebody messes with one, they're messing with the whole thing. That's right. What you've done into the least and of so them. As a, and you know, yeah, this so, is not taught. The, the Christians, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to to handle this. And, you know, we have to go by the word of God, and we've got to be filled ourselves. We've got to be in God's presence and have his anointing upon our lives. That when we come in contact them, they know that they know that they know they're in the presence of Jesus. And if we don't have it, we're, we're, we're no different from the world being around them. We've got well, to get in our prayer closet in the morning. Before we get out there, we've got to have him in our lives. Yeah, but you know word, what? Enough of that spirit. I, I think we we I, we've I, spoke I, enough about that spirit. We've got a mighty warrior God. I was down on my knees praying one day, and He said, "You know what? I'm a warrior God, and I expect my children to be warriors too." And I went, right, "Whoa!" Right. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, a mighty yeah. thing to say. So I began to look up some scriptures on the warrior gods, you know, and you know Exodus 15 and three. Um, now he's our God of peace. He says the Lord yeah. is a warrior. The Lord is His name. Exodus fifteen and three, and then Zephaniah three and seventeen. The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exalt uh-huh. over you with joy. He will quiet in His. He will quiet you in His love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. There's a whole lot of y'all. That'd be a good study for y'all. The um, <laughs> warrior God, Isaiah 42 yeah, and 13. Yeah. I'll give you all some homework. Y'all can look that one up. <laughs> Thank, you. Anyhow, Thank you so um, much. Thank you so much. I, I, I would rather exalt the Lord Jesus after we, we, you know, we're not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. And That's after right. you know it and you hear it and you see it and you know these people are tormented, then it can give you a love and a compassion, and, and we can pray for the grace to love them and to help them and, and be filled with the Spirit. Yeah. And, and, and that way we know what's going on. We know that they're Amen. not just mean, being acting up, or they hate us, because sometimes we can take that stuff personally. That's right. But, um, That's right. I don't know, am I over time? <laughs> Uh, we got two minutes. Amen. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. I hope that helps somebody. I, you know, it's it's an awesome study. Get in there and study and see where, you know, that enemy has always come after God's kids. And I never thought of it as being a spirit of war, but anything, it steals your peace. I mean, that's the, what that thing told him its name was. And I said, hallelujah, yeah. now we know. 
Now we know. Yeah, amen, 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 amen. Praise God. We do have a couple minutes left. If there's a question or a comment um, from our listening audience, we have several callers on the line. You can press one and we can bring you live um, in these next few minutes. Sandra, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I'm sure that with the with the experience that you shared, the scriptures that were given, um, this is probably going to cause some people to, to look at this a little closer um, and, and to start to test it. Uh, with some situations that they may be facing. And it is powerful that, you know, when it revealed itself, because the yeah. Holy Spirit has always said, he said, if you can identify it, then God can aid you in mm-hmm. dealing with it. Well, sometimes Amen. if you don't know what you're fighting, it's, it's hard. But once you can identify what that spirit is, yeah. then God, by the Holy Spirit, will give you a strategy to overcome it. And so I'm just so, 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 so grateful so yes. grateful for you coming on and Thank sharing you, with us on tonight, hon. Did you have anything to add? No? Okay. Praise God. Praise God. Well, listening audience, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We pray that you've heard something that, that has pricked your heart, pricked your spirit, um, challenging you to go deeper in the word of God to really look at this spirit of war and the other things that we're dealing with in spiritual warfare because the word lets us know we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we're wrestling That's against right. principalities and powers and wickedness and out of places. So we encourage you to be strengthened, be strengthened by the word of God to aid you in overcoming whatever it is that may be coming up against you or your family in this hour. Here at the Empowerment Place, we always encourage you every day, do something to empower yourself. And once you've been empowered, we want you, my brother and sister, to take the responsibility to empower someone else. We want you to know that here at the Empowerment Place, we love you, and we know that God loves you most. So we pray God's blessings upon each of you as you continue to go through this night and the days to come. We invite you to join us again on next Sunday, where our speaker will be Pastor John Muncy of Forward Ministries from Caswell. Join us as we know that there will be a powerful exchange as we move forward in the things of God. Again, Sandra, we say thank you so much. God bless you for being with us tonight. To each of you, have a good night, and God bless. God bless you. Good night.